It's the final stop in our tour around the NFL. Coming up, we'll look at the AFC East. We'll pick our potential winner to come out of the AFC East to represent the conference in the Super Bowl, and then we'll go ahead and make our way-too-early Super Bowl pick. All of that coming up on today's edition of the 414 Sports Podcast. Let's go. But instead, it's the 414 Sports Podcast, and it starts right now. Welcome in. It's our last stop as we've made our way around the NFL looking at all of the conferences. Today we talk about the AFC East, make our prediction of who will come out of this conference as well as who our Super Bowl champion will be in our way too early Super Bowl pick. All of that coming up on today's episode. As always, thank you so much for joining us, whether you've done so on Spotify, Google, Apple, or any of the other five platforms we currently reside on please hit that like and subscribe button we would definitely appreciate it all right so we talk about the afc east now this is a bit different than the mess that exists in the afc south but then again not necessarily all that different i think head and shoulders above everybody in the afc east will be the buffalo bills now that does not mean that there aren't questions going into this season with Buffalo. First of all, you have Josh Allen at quarterback, and Josh Allen made some huge strides last year under Brian Dable as the offensive coordinator. Brian Dable has left. Ken Dorsey will now be, excuse me, the offensive coordinator. Ken Dorsey has never been an offensive coordinator. So what does he do? with this offense, this offense that ran on cylinders that many people didn't even know existed last year with Buffalo under Brian Dable. So Ken Dorsey, can he assume the role of offensive coordinator and keep the machine going, so to speak? And can he have the relationship that Brian Dable had with Josh Allen? Can Ken Dorsey do that? So people will definitely keep an eye on that. Also in the offseason, the Buffalo Bills made a huge acquisition in getting Von Miller. Now remember Von Miller left the Denver Broncos last year, went to the Los Angeles Rams, got his Super Bowl ring, then signed a massive free agent deal with the Buffalo Bills. The key for Buffalo now is who will be on the other side of Von Miller since Von Miller obviously will be rushing off the edge. One name I want people to keep in mind I don't know whether or not it will happen but if you are a college football fan especially a Badger football fan you will remember this name AJ Epinenza I hope I'm saying that right from Iowa he was a terror on the line if AJ is on one side Von Miller on the other side and AJ can have the same type of success 
that he had at Iowa, look out because that will be a formidable pass rush. And with all of the other elements that the Buffalo Bills possess, you have a team right now that could then find themselves on top of the division. Next up for me is the New England Patriots. There are so many questions again going into this season with Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, with the fact that he will not either name Joe Judge or Matt Patricia, two guys who did not fare well, leaving the family tree, so to speak, to assume head coaching roles who are now back to kind of rehabilitate their career. He will not state which one of those two will end up calling plays. Now, he's playing gamesmanship. Obviously, someone's going to call the plays, and it will probably be one of those two. And I would suggest that during the preseason, you're going to see both of them at some point calling plays, whether they alternate during the game, whether they alternate every other game, whatever the case may be. And you know you could ask Bill Belichick who's going to be your offensive coordinator six times to Sunday, and he's not going to answer you. He's going to give you some evasive statement and then look around the press room and basically say, next. He's doing it, as I said, out of gamesmanship because knowing what he has as far as the team goes, he's got to be a little bit coy. He does not want to give defenses the opportunity to begin planning, knowing the tendencies that either Joe Judge or Matt Patricia has. So by holding off in that announcement, it gives them a slight advantage as they make their way towards week one. We'll see whether or not it's an effective ploy, but at least it's an ploy nonetheless. Now you have James White. Still recovering from a hip injury, James White, the former Badger, who has played a definite role in the New England offense. What will he be able to do coming off of that hip injury? That remains to be seen. But he's a very viable part of not only the offense, but the special teams. So what James White can contribute will play again a major factor into how well the New England Patriots play. And then we can't overlook the fact that Mac Jones, who played incredibly well last year as a rookie, now starts year two, but in the midst of this whirlwind of either Joe Judge or Matt Patricia, now that Josh McDaniels has gone to the Las Vegas Raiders. So will Mac Jones take the next step? Who knows? That remains to be seen, but those are just some of the uh, the eye-raising elements that the New England Patriots will be facing. Third this year, in my opinion, will be Miami. I think this could be the final year for Tua Tungavailoa in Miami. They went out and picked up one of the biggest free agents to play at the receiving core, one of the fastest in all of the NFL, and I don't know if Tua has the arm strength or the ability to get Tyreek Hill the ball. Tyreek Hill, I have a feeling, will be overrunning some of those passes. And if we see it early on, the question marks will start to fly. Now, it's unfair to Tua, a great college quarterback who just has not been successful now that he's advanced to the next level, being the NFL. Tua, in my mind, is one of those guys, he's smart, he's athletic, he's capable, 
but I don't know necessarily he's your 1A, your starting quarterback. Tua, to me, is one of those guys that could find himself as a number two and be very successful and have a lot of longevity in the NFL as the number two quarterback, stepping in and filling in when the number one is injured, hurt, taking the week off, whatever the case may be. I just don't know if Tua is that person that will be the one that helps Miami get over that proverbial hump and into the playoffs, or in this case, even winning the division. I still think they'll find themselves in third place. And finally, the New York Jets. The New York Jets have been a hot mess now seemingly forever. I, I, I don't even know where to go with the New York Jets other than the only thing you can do is cross your fingers. Zach Wilson, who has made more headlines off the field this offseason by apparently dating his mom's best friend um, than he has ever on the field. Will they be able to, in essence, shelter him and give him, again, the teaching that is necessary to take that next step from being a good college quarterback to being a good NFL quarterback, that will remain to be seen. And that's only one question mark amongst a ton, whether we're talking offensive line, somewhere on the defense, special teams, you name it. The Jets have a lot of gaps that need to be filled. And there are too many gaps, in my opinion, that need to be filled to even consider them to be in contention for the division. So that wraps up the AFC East. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to tell you who I think will come out of the AFC to represent the conference in the Super Bowl, and then we'll make our way-too-early Super Bowl pick, and we'll do so in just a second. Who we think will come out of the AFC and represent the conference in the Super Bowl. And after everything that has been said and done as it sits at this moment, I will take the Denver Broncos. I think the Denver Broncos were a quarterback away last year from being a really, really, really good team. And they went ahead and got that quarterback in Russell Wilson. As much of the talk that surrounded Aaron Rodgers at points during the offseason, they went ahead and got Russell Wilson. I think it was the acquisition needed to take that team to the next level. So I will take the Denver Broncos out of the AFC. And if you remember, we had the Packers coming out of the NFC. So we've got Packers, Broncos in Super Bowl 57. I've got my hometown team against the Broncos who possess a quarterback who played for our University of Wisconsin. This could be an epic game the way it plays out. Obviously, you know, you hope and pray and wish, and because I'm going to do it that way, I will take the Green Bay Packers to win Super Bowl 57, and I think if they win Super Bowl 57, we will see Aaron Rodgers ride into the sunset. So that's our trip around the NFL. Thanks so much for hanging in there with us. We'll get back to 
kind of more of a regular schedule now that we've we've gone through all of these training camps and college football's getting ready to start. So we've got some things to talk about there as well and all of that in the coming weeks. Thanks again so much for joining us. I'm Don Wachillis. This has been the 414 Sports Podcast trip around the NFL. Hope you enjoyed. Take care of everybody. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Thank you.